So long as they've been making films, they've been making films about teenagers. That's right. We're talking about the teen film. There's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. There's Dazed and Confused. There's The Breakfast Club, the American Pie movies. The list goes on and on. Now, these movies tend to grab the attention of certain generations, and that's typically the generation that was a teenager when the movie was released. So, you know, people a little older, their movie is going to be Fast Times at Ridgemont High, possibly Dazed and Confused, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller. If you're like myself, you're a little younger, you were born in the early to mid-90s, Super Bad, the 2017 comedy, is going to be your generation's teen film. I'm James Hockenjoes, and this is The Rewind. Hey guys, this is Jimmy, and you're listening to The Rewind, presented by House of Happy Podcast Network. Your scientists are so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they just don't think they should. Never tell me the odds. The Rewind. The Rewind. The Rewind. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Rewind. As always, we have Mr. Gage Zangi, and you know him from Parlez-Vous. He's our man in the chair, Mr. Brian Castiglione. What up? It's like a crossover episode. Yeah. They're all crossover episodes. (laughs) Unless it's me and you and Emily, it's a crossover, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so, is like Jimmy Neutron and the Fairly Odd Parents coming together. Is that what it's like? It's a House of ha- Havoc. House of Havoc crossover. So today we're going to do Super Bad. Great mm-hmm. teen movie. Yes. I feel like every generation since film has been made, there's been a teen movie for that generation. Mm-hmm. You got Fast Times. Mm-hmm. You got American Pie. Mm-hmm. Super Bad is us, baby. Yeah, yeah. Super Super Bad. <laughs> Superbad kind of let a bunch of kids know how kids are thinking other than <laughs> themselves. <laughs> John Evans, I was really good at like coming up with, I don't know, you see a bunch of movies about kids and it, it seems like the writers are writing the dialogue like an adult thinking about being a kid. But his is just so like in the moment. Well, Perfect, yeah. perfect answer to this question, yeah. which I th- I assumed everyone knew this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. What? Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg began writing the script when they were thirteen. Oh. And it's no loose. Shit. It's loosely based on their twelfth year, their twelfth grade year at high school in Vancouver. They started writing. They, it they yeah they they started the idea of writing the yeah, movie when they were thirteen. But yeah, so they started writing it in two thousand. Yeah. Released in two thousand seven, so the script was worked on for about six years. Yeah, I can't imagine that, like, the dialogue came that early. It was probably, like... More of ideas and jokes and bits. Yeah, 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 but, I mean, that's, like, pretty good to, you know, be able to put yourself in the shoes of, like, a 12 or 13-year-old like that later on in your life. Like, or not 12 or 13, they're how old? They're seniors, they're 17. Yeah. But what you were saying, it resonated with people that age. I mean, that's how old I was when it came out, and I remember thinking, like, this is how I would talk to someone, like how you were saying, this is how I would talk to a friend or yeah. something like that. Like it kind of, it almost felt like you were kind of at high school, which yeah. I guess is kind of the the idea they were going with. Yeah. But. And it kind of justified a lot, right? Like you were like, oh, the fucked up thoughts I'm having. Right. Other people also have those yeah. fucked up thoughts. 
Yeah, I mean, classic, like, high school boy shit, like the Fogel scene. She was wearing these sick, tight white pants, and you could see this black G-string. Everyone's had that moment 17 times a month from 14 to 17. I'm 28. I still have those moments. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I mean, even even the scene of buying the alcohol. Like, if you remember being younger than 21, scoring alcohol, you're like, oh, shit, like, we are. Oh, it can make or break the night. We are in this, like, you know? Even shit like that. I mean, I, I, I've never been in a position where um, where I needed to use a fake. I kind of, I always knew someone or we had like a place that would sell mm-hmm. to us. But just seeing it, I've, I've heard stories like that from other people before. So seeing that in a movie, you know, still kind yeah. of the same thing. Still the idea. You know what it's like to walk in. You're like, are we walking out or are we, we're walking out empty handed or are we coming out with beer? Yeah. And we've seen it. Remember Matt? <laughs> I mean, we've seen that before. Dude, Matt's John McGowan idea is, is <laughs> like our real life. Is that, his, is that his moniker? his fake ID? That was his first fake ID. Yeah, that John was John McAllen. Oh, McGowan. So McGowan. It was given like Rose. Like this is a guy's real name. Yeah. Should probably <laughs> we drove out. over to um. <laughs> like, I don't know. Was... They went to his cousin went to Fordham mm-hmm. in Staten Island. Oh, not Fordham. I'm sorry, Wagner in Staten Island. And he went to visit when he was in like 10th grade. Yeah. And this kid, John McGowan, who's like 22 at the time, mm-hmm. gave him like his old expired ID to get into the bar. So Matt's 16 <laughs> using this guy's ID who's like six foot two <laughs> on the football team at Wagner. Uh-huh. And that was his first fake ID. It was a real ID. It just wasn't him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's canned and everything. <laughs> we drove over to, what was it? It might be something else now, but it was Millennium Gas Station at the end of, uh, you know, oh. on Patrick Holbrook. Con- but I remember him, he gets out of the car, yeah. and he's like, this is either going to work or it's not going to work. And we were parked like a little bit far away. I see him come out just holding a six-pack, and he's just looking at me. <laughs> just, we did it, boy! Yeah, he's like, holy shit, it worked. And I remember being like, holy shit, it fucking worked. Yeah, dude. I mean, at the time of this movie's release, it wouldn't have been something that resonated as much with me. But, you know, because this came out summer of 07, we're going into high school. We were going into high school. You just finished your freshman year. So I definitely had not used the fake ID to purchase booze at 13 years old. But watching it last night, I was getting like flashbacks (laughs) watching the scene where he goes in. Because I remember like whether it be getting into a bar or buying booze, even though I was 100% successful when Mm -hmm. I, you know, in my underage beer purchasing days. Yeah. You're always like. Handshaking so bad, like I, you can never pay cash. Like you gotta use your card. <laughs> You're gonna drop change and look like an asshole. Yeah. Heart beating through your chest. Like probably the first time I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. Yeah. Probably around 19 buying beer. Mm-hmm. So that that really resonated with me more on the rewatch as an adult. Yeah, yeah. I always think when I watch this movie, I just think of fucking uh, what was that? What was that little gas station? U.S. or something? Yep. On 112. Yep. Yep. That, I yeah. Buying Lucy's and beers there. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I was talking about when I said we had gas stations that would. One twelve was the place. I don't think we got to worry about it, but you know it is what it is. Anyone from the area knows. It's not. What one, it's about. not U.S. anymore. It's completely no, no, something. No, they got different. they got shut down for selling four locos to thirteen-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. Ruined nice. it for everybody. Yeah, you could go in there and get a couple of forties for like. That's no better. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Nah, you know, just ruined it for the rest of us. Anywho, (laughs) first time I saw this movie, I don't think this was a movie theater one for me. This is rated R, correct? No, it wasn't for me. I saw it later in my high school career. I saw it when it was more relevant to me. I definitely saw it for the first time probably in ninth grade, but I like probably just right after its theater run. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I apologize because I watched this on one, two, three movies or whatever the site was at the time in Connor's room for the first time. Me, him, and Brett watched it. And I remember it ending and being like, this was the funniest movie I think I've ever seen besides Hot Rod. But, you know, still kind of in, in the Rod. same, same never, area. I've never seen Hot Rod. Oh, my God, dude. It's so funny. Hot Rod is I, a fucking home run, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It's a good movie. Um, But, yeah, watched it in there. And I remember thinking, I remember being like, this was probably the funniest thing I think I've ever seen in a long time. Oh, it's so funny, dude. Mm-hmm. How about yourself? What first time I saw first it? First time, yeah. Well, I guess I you just kind of got into it. I don't remember anything. Right? I just like I just remember watching it and thinking like, oh, this is like, a, I'm like, trying. this is a new kind of funny. Is it funny that I like comedy was kind of getting old, and then this kickstarted the whole Evan Goldberg, Seth Rogen, yeah, thing, and then like this led me to like Pineapple Express, and you know everything just kind of fell in line after that as far as like that camp of comedy goes but before that it was just like you know uh i mean what was adam sandler there was Get jim carrey get yeah, into the greek wasn't before this movie it wasn't no that was 2010. what it wasn't before this movie no get him to the greeks 2010 forgetting sarah marshall's 2007 or 2008 i easily thought so, so he did this movie and forgetting sarah marshall like back to back wait uh, who directed this movie it was judd right no, Judd didn't. I forget the guy's was name. Was it Evan Greg Matola? Greg Matola. Greg Matola. What else have you done, Greg? We'll find out. <laughs> so, yeah, he had to have done that. these two movies, I mean, close enough to each other because they released within a year. I can't remember. I th- I'm almost positive forgetting Sarah Marshall's 2007. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So, yeah, he did these t- those two movies. I mean, how long do you think he needed to be there for forgetting Sarah Marshall? No, I mean, like, it was probably like, you know, a couple months Co- or something. Yeah, he but wasn't in that many scenes. Matola did Adventureland also. Um, also I never great. saw that movie, but I heard people like it. He directed, uh, he directs Dave um, oh, on it? Hulu. Yep. Or at least he, nope, he's directing Dave. Yep, he's listed as a director. Um, so at least multiple episodes. Arrested Development looks like he did for a little bit. Looks like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of some other things. So what did Judd do on Superbad? Executive producer. Oh, got it. Okay. Still respect. That guy is the coming-of-age king. And you don't think so? What's the guy's name? Kubrick? Stanley, Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick, coming-of-age yeah. movies? Is like that what? the guy? Is that their guy? No, maybe it's not. That's not the name I'm what thinking of. What movie are you thinking of? Clockwork um, Orange. No, it's not that's Kubrick. <laughs> well, that's <Stanley> um, <laughs> It's pissing me off that his name's not coming to me, but he did Ferris Bueller and The Breakfast Club. Oh, the... Oh, like famous for it. Yeah. Ferris Bueller and Breakfast Club. Also great coming of age movies. Yeah, I was gonna say he might be the king. He also did the other St. Elmo's Fire. I'm pretty sure it was John awesome. Hughes. These are young. John Hughes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know 80s. why I thought Stanley Kubrick, but yes. I don't think Stanley yet. Kubrick makes good movies. <laughs> yeah, just a weird <laughs> just not like Breakfast movie. Club type movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I don't know. When you can make a coming-of-age movie about 40-year-olds, I think that's pretty fucking... I think that's pretty good. You know? Like, this is 40. Oh, all right. Yeah. 40-year-old virgin. Knocked up. Actually, it makes a lot of coming-of-age of older people. <laughs> Less of kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But well, anyway, what do you rate this movie? Before I get into mine, I'm going to say... I hope I'm allowed to say this. Emily told me last night she couldn't give this movie any better than a 7-0. 
and it would more likely be in the high sixes. And it's only because they're so such good one liners. That keeps uh, it that high for her. Yes. I'm going seven six. Okay. Uh, I mean coming I'll be honest, I don't really watch many movies, so my rating might be a little bit more skewed. I think combined with how good I think it is and just kind of like the nostalgia factor for me, I'm probably teetering a little bit closer to like an 8-2, eight, 8-3, eight, okay. probably around there. Yeah. I was going to land 8 Okay. I was going to go 8-0, but I didn't want to be <laughs> the guy who just said, I'd give it an 8. I felt like I had to get a decimal in there. So we'll go with 8-2. You know what? We'll go with 8-3. Is it you that always <laughs> likes going on zero? There's someone who always puts scores it on a zero. I don't think I'd score I It might it on not be zero. you. It might have been Vinny. Maybe. Vinny. Yeah. Vinny? No, 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 no. Vinny Con- uh, Contronio. Oh, I haven't been with Vinny. No. But did Fast and Furious. Brandon. Brandon. That's right. Shout out, Brandon. Hope you're enjoying life. Um, yeah, Edo. I mean, like, aside from the jokes and the nostalgia factor, I just think the characters are well-developed. I think they come from, you know, they come from point A and they get to point B. And they do this in a simple way where, like, you know, it makes sense through their actions. They're not just like having a like an epiphany one day and then waking up and like I'm a different person. Like mm-hmm. they go through something that challenges how they thought and then they come out on the other side better. I mean, when movies have that, it that's what makes it interesting to me. It's all about the characters. So I think that this deserves at l- I I think it deserves to be in the eights. For that reason, alone. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. You might have, a, you probably have a chance to sway me. You got to get me up four. What did I say? Six. You got to get me up four point four points, four tenths of a point. Okay. Not right now. By the end. By the end. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. No. It's. It's. I agree. It's great. It's very simple. You have two groups. Mm-hmm. Two guys in one group. Three guys in the other group. And everyone else kind of doesn't matter that much. Even the girls, Becca and Jules, don't really matter that much. Yeah. Which gives you plenty of opportunity to characterize these five people. Yeah, they're catalysts. They're yeah, every, yeah, everyone else is a catalyst, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, before we really get into it, though, should we just do the whole... It's um, direct, We said the director already, written, obviously, by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Um, location. Santa Barbara. Are we getting specific? I mean, all I got was... Pr- okay. was Southern Los- California. All I got was Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Budget? 49 million dollars. No, I know Brian has it, so I don't know if I can ask him if he wants to guess. I know it. I won't guess, but if we're <laughs> quiz engaged, we can keep quiz engaged. Go look up the location real quick. What I got was mostly Los Angeles okay. when I looked it up, but you can look it up if you want. It's uh, IMDb usually listed, I don't know. Am I, is it higher or lower? Lower. Lower? Yeah, lower. it's lower. Oh, 32. Lower. Wow. 22. 17 and a half to 20 million. I got the location too. Nice. But I got to like find that. out where this is. And then box office. 120. No higher. Fucking A, 180. I'm not going to get a single one. 170.8. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, well, all right. Second, second try Friday. You want to go? We want to go. You have exact location. I have. You're essentially right. Los Angeles is essentially where it is. Um, It's filmed in a couple different places. Looks like Los Angeles, Brentwood, and Culver City, which I'm assuming is probably all 
in, in that County. little region. Those are all in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're right. Southern California, Los Angeles, essentially. Yeah. I forgot something specific I saw on IMDb. Um, the school is is a school. From oh, I just had the school. It's a school from another movie. It's Fox like Hill Small. Oh no, that's the mall. Oh no, El Segundo High School. I don't know why. But that it's known familiar. from it's it's known from something else. Breakfast Club. Neither here nor there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's Breakfast Club. Is uh, it? I don't know. Is it uh, Tokyo Drift? There's a school scene in that in the beginning. I don't. I don't think that's. I read somewhere that it was like from another. Mm. Movie. Pineapple uh, moving onward. No, it's not Pineapple Express. <laughs> Cast is um, um, Babysitter, Joe Dirt. Looks like a lot of movies been filmed here, apparently. Superbad's listed. Babysitter, one. like with babysitter. Vin Diesel? Let's see what this is. Is that the Vin Diesel movie? Uh, no, Judah Lewis. This came out in 2017. Oh, no. It's co- that- oh, it's a TV show. I'm sorry. Oh, Babysitter. Role Models was filmed here. Role Models might be Joe the one. Dirt, Hot Chick. Um. Yeah, a lot of role models might be the one that I saw when I was doing a little role research models. last night. We should do that. One. Role models, whispering too. Yeah, that's a good movie too. <laughs> that's one I'd have to Dude, rewatch. My brother's summer league lacrosse team in college for four straight years <laughs> was the Whispering Eyes. Yeah. Fantastic. Um. My name is Ambien because I send my enemies to their eternal resting place. <laughs> Cast is Jonah. Movie. Jonah Hill is Seth. Michael Sarah as Evan. Um. Emma Stone is Jules. Forget the girl's name who plays Becca. Seth Rogen is Officer Michaels. Bill Hader as Officer Slater. Yes. The girl is Martha McIsaac. McIsaac. Martha McIsaac is Becca. And Christopher Mintz-Plass, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. (laughs) As Fogel. Of course. He's Fogel. (laughs) That's my terrible Irish accent. What's his name before he's McIsaac? Fogel. Oh, it is Fogel. Yes. Yeah. Fun fact about Christopher Mintz Plass was only 17 at time of filming, which, yes, that did mean his mother had to stay in the room the entire time during his sex scene. <laughs> Dope. Could, didn't know that. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> that was a fun fact I pulled last night when I was doing a little half ass research. Uh, Christopher Mintz Plass, man, great. Really, I mean, I don't know if I want to say fell off. He had a nice little career for himself, but he definitely didn't so hit. So what's he doing? Because I can totally see him He did Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass yeah, 2. Kick-Ass was yeah. awesome. And I don't know. He's made some cat. He was in Role Models, obviously. Yeah. Was he in Neighbors? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Obviously, he was in that movie. Yeah, he, yeah. Why wouldn't he be? But I see him. I could see him going like real dark dramas one day. If he wanted to. Yeah. I could, you know what? I'm gonna call it right now. He's gonna be, he's gonna pull like an Adam Sandler. He's Why don't do you like call him, dude? Uncut gems. I don't think he's working. We could probably get him right now <laughs> on an indie film. That's not a bad idea. We could be the next A24, dude. We could be 26. Ooh, <laughs> a direct. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Nothing says some. a direct competition like changing the letter and going with the next even number. <laughs> that means shit. <laughs> <laughs> so in the teen movie genre favorite is this your favorite teen movie oh, genre you know what genre. i can't say it's my favorite it's like because i'm also thinking of like teen comedies that i find funny and it's like not another teen movie is like yeah much funny well so but I, not nearly as good of a can movie. i pick nits 
I'm gonna be like a a real cock about it real quick and yeah. put a a line in the middle, cause I feel like super bad. Although there is sexual parts to it, I feel like that falls as like a teen comedy, and I feel like not another tune movie, American Pie, are teen sex comedies. Sex comedies. I would put not another teen movie as like a like that's more in the realm of like scary movie to me. Like yeah, it's like, like goofy a parody. Comedy. Yeah, yeah, like parody. a like a parody. It's total parody. But then is like is Scream a teen movie? Because no, it's a slasher film. Yeah, yeah, but it's a it's got teenagers. It's a teen slasher. Yeah, but most slashers, slasher. most yeah. slashers do have teens. Prom though. night. Disturbia. These are teen movies. <laughs> <laughs> now we're really Disturbia is a good one. I didn't it. think about that. <laughs> now we're really talking it out, huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So what? Do you, it's not another teen movie. No, no, no. I mean, I'm just thinking of like in terms of like funnier. And I don't know. I didn't sit down and think like teen movies. What like what movie? So we're just talking teen comedy here, like. I d- Superbad's definitely up there because all the ones that we just named, like I think, Superbad's Teen Wolf. Than, I mean, Pound for Pound. Not for me, but Teen Wolf. Yeah, no. Pound for Pound. I don't know if Superbad is better than Scream, but that's like apples and oranges. Yeah, dude. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to reel back in. I was like, all right, he's got a point. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I no, get what I... you're saying, though. Scream. Scream definitely is a better put together movie <laughs> than Superbad is. Yeah. But they're definitely not <laughs> the same type of movie. <laughs> they're not the same genre, I wouldn't say. So, okay, so what what Although teen, let's say teen comedy. What teen comedy yeah. do you compare to this one? I think that's what makes Superbad so great is that it's kind of in a league of its own cuz like you want you would say the American Pie movies, but they're like I just feel like am I wrong about this like the sex comedy thing, because I think sex comedy is different than the kind of comedy that we're getting in Superbad. Yeah, but I do think that, like, teenagers being teenagers, like, coming of age, I think that needs to be the genre more so. Like, teen coming of age, not the type of comedy that's being told. Because then you can compare this to Forgetting Sarah Marshall, because those comedies are similar. But... One's yeah, teenagers and one's adults. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so they got to tie in like with that similar style of comedy and both be teenagers, then that only really leaves us with super bad. Yeah, I don't know what, uh, what you would compare it to at that point. I mean, you could compare it to like American Graffiti, maybe, or Days and Confused. or Yeah, Days and Confused is another one. Yeah. Uh, does Fast Gre- Times. Does Grease Count? Sure. Ooh, okay. That's also a musical, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Fast Times counts. I like that little sneak in there. Oh, it's a musical, but, yeah. But still, yeah, no. <laughs> Not a movie, but a teen uh, musical. Does Ferris Bueller count? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Ferris Bueller counts. I like Ferris um, Bueller better. The other one that we just ben had, Super Breakfast Man? Club, yeah. counts. Yeah. Super Bad's I definitely don't. No? No. I think I like Ferris Bueller better for, uh, you know. I don't know. Like, um, being, it's like got these little hints of wisdom in it. Okay. And it's really nice. It's trying to teach a lesson. Yeah. Through this, it is. Like, it is trying to teach a like, lesson. That's an example of a 
kid that's written from an adult mind. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. But it kind of, it works for it. Um. Anywho, about this movie, I don't know. What do you like better than Superhead? I think the only one in like the teen coming of age like subset of movies that I is American Pie's one or two. Yeah. You know, I think that's why I'm so hung up on. Is it the same thing? I say call it the same thing. I think American Pie one for sure for me is a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Um, American Pie two probably loses out to Superbad. Like Superbad is something I got to see in real time. American Pie, those movies came out. We were too young to really get what it. Was that two thousand four? I think American Pie one was two thousand two, three or four yeah. mm-hmm. in that range. We were definitely too young to be watching it. And even if you did, 70% of the movie is right here over your head for the yeah. people who aren't yeah. watching it. Oh, I watched it too young, so I I can't compare. So going back and watching it, you know, that was a movie like end of high school, early college. I'd watch the American Pies a lot. Gotcha. Just because you could put it on and write a paper, put it on and fuck off. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. I could just throw it on. I, don't, I just need to hear it. And yeah. I don't need to watch, you know. Yeah. But Superbad's like that too. Maybe it's a 1A, 1B deal. I don't know. Semantics. I like them both a lot, but I think American Pie might edge it out. Yeah. Mr. Brian. I don't know. I I don't really remember the American Pies too much. If we're considering, like I said before, if we're considering Hot Rod a teen movie, which I don't... It seems like a coming-of-age film, but kind of like a How, a oh, funny one. It kind of I is. A they were they are. They are. Yeah. Uh, but they act young? Is that what it is? It's f- well, so like the premise of yeah. it is Rod is Andy Samberg, and then uh, why can't I? Yorma Takoon yeah. is his ha- stepbrother. Yeah. Um, his mom had him. His dad died when they were young. She told she tells him that his dad was a stunt man, worked with Evil Knievel, and he died doing a stunt because yeah. he used to practice all the ramps before they let Evil do it. <laughs> Turned out to not be true. So they get, she gets she gets remarried. It's so great, dude. So she fucking gets married to Yorma's dad, uh-huh. and uh, every morning he tries to fight Frank for his respect. So he's kind of like a grown kid. He's probably 24, 25, 26 in probably, that age range, yeah, right? Probably. But he like hasn't really become an adult because he has never accepted. And all the people around him kind of act the same way. Yeah, so they're it's not all like a teen grown movie. children. Yeah. But the mindset is Bill Hader, there. Danny McBride. So yeah, yeah, yeah. in that case, all right, so then scrap Hot Rod. If that's the case, then I would have to say Superbad's probably my favorite. Here's another heavy hitter, though. Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. Which I think is funny. I don't think it I don't think it's better named. than Superbad. Uh, I don't think it's a better movie. I watched it once. You think it's funnier so because it's so like I'm not I'm saying do you think it's funnier because it's so like I was about to be like, tell me about no, me. No, no, no. I'm I, <laughs> I'm asking you, do you think it's funny It's funny, or funnier because of how like lazily done it is on purpose? If that's the right way to convey what I'm trying to say. No, no. You know what I, I mean, think, right? I like, think it's funnier because of like the ridiculous little things they do. That's like, all right, for instance, they got this one, uh, they have this one scene where the camp counselor is like walking with a bunch of kids and then uh, this uh, Janine grew up. Garofalo, Janine Garofalo's character walks up and starts a conversation with him. So he dismisses the kids. He's like, all right, go run off and get back to your cabins. And then we just follow the two talking. But one of the kids runs directly back away from the camera into the woods. 
and they're having this five minute scene, but the kid can't like, he can't just stop running. He's still in the shot. So, <laughs> the whole time you see him get smaller and smaller and like <laughs> passing behind trees. You know what else? That's because I know you've said on this podcast before. <laughs> you've said on this podcast before at least twice that you're a big fan of um, people, whether it be directors or whoever. Getting people out of the scene without just walking off camera. Yes, and, and White Hot American yeah, Summer is one of the best. They crush that. They crush that. They people will just jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> guy, guy will just be like, "All right, I'm pretty sure they're out on the deck, right?" They're and on he, the dock. And they're on the dock, and he's just like, "All right, well, I'll see you later," and walks right off the dock. Yeah, he's sitting there having a two guys are sitting there having a conversation, and. A girl walks up and the one dude's like, oh, here's my chance. You got to get out of here. And he's like, all right, cool. And he stands up and just walks off the dock. <laughs> you know what it is? I, my roommate put it on when we were like writing up reports and he's seen it before. And I remember glancing over and thinking, this is ridiculous. Maybe I should, I should probably go back so and watch it. watch the movie yeah. and, and then watch the series on Netflix because they did. The series I watched the series on Netflix. Oh, the series on yeah, Netflix. I've seen. How funny is it? Because it is, it they do funny. nothing. They do nothing to try to make themselves not look old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there's another one being made, too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. It already came out, didn't yep. it? And Adam Scott's in and yep. Lo of Bradley Cooper. I think Bradley you would Cooper's know better too than big now. And they threw Adam Scott in. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. And Cooper's he was like, yeah, I got a nose job. Adam Scott did? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. He Who's Adam Scott? Oh. Adam. Adam Scott is um Leslie Nope's um, yeah. husband. Is he Parks and Rec? Is he also Step Brothers, the brother yes. of Step Brothers? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's who I thought He's you were Derek. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek. Yep. yep. Uh, no, he didn't actually get another job. He, okay. He, they replaced Bradley Cooper with him in the in, show. Gotcha. And his excuse is, he I got, got, a, got a nose job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the kind good. of shit they good. do in that, in that. That's a good movie and show. Yeah. Definitely watch the movie. It. I don't think it's... There's some ridiculousness in there that's like, this isn't funny. This is just over the top. Yeah. But the jokes that hit, hit really hard. Anywho, back to the movie at hand. Yeah, I can't think of another team movie that I just... I'd, no. I'd be like, all right, this is the, this is what you got to watch. So it's pound for pound one of the best. One of the best, for sure. Movie you'd show I your like kids. sit down and like look at a list of team movies and find one and be like, oh, okay, that one. Get a couple of BuzzFeed articles going. Yeah. And really do your research, you know? Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. There's not really much. I mean, this is your pretty standard setup camera-wise, right? I mean, there's not really much cinematography. We're not really raving about the cinematography in this movie. There's not much to talk about there. No. Editing, anything. I mean, no, I don't no. have any specific examples or scenes that come to mind. No, I, I mean, I watched it last night. It's like I love that they fuck up a cop car as far as special <laughs> effects go. Like, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Um, <laughs> and they hand him the gun, and they're like, all right. I don't know. It? Can you? Yeah. Can I shoot it? <laughs> Here, McGlovin, have a cigarette. Life short. Smoke it up. <laughs> it's, one of, it's one of my favorite lines in the entire movie, dude. That whole bit is, a, is amazing. The whole deal with him and the two cops is, might be the most underrated part of the movie. That whole storyline, I think, is like it's it it's like a buddy cop film that could just live on its own, you know. But then they threw it in this yes. film as like comic relief. You think that's how it came in? 
like let's do like a you think that's how they they wrote it like let's do a buddy cop deal oh maybe yeah yeah that's a good because it is kind of parodying the buddy cop thing yeah this guy's michael's only got six months on the force yeah. <laughs> Dude, when i first got on i thought there was going to be semen everywhere <laughs> like just today if that guy had ejaculated after he punched you in the face we'd probably find him but he didn't <laughs> so we're not going to find him you know <laughs> Like CSI, Law and Order, it's all fake, dude. He's like, you think there's semen all over the place? It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they're sitting, you so always take a you always take a call at a bar because win, lose, or draw, you get a free beer out of it. You get a free beer out of it. That's what he says. Yeah, because he chugs the beer and then he chases after the guy. <laughs> they go in he and has a cop take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you always take a call at a bar because win, lose, or draw, you get a yeah, free beer out of it. <laughs> and that's when they're sitting at the bar. He goes, yeah. "Now you don't want to meet a girl at a bar, McLovin." It's like you never, wanna, <laughs> yeah. like, you never want to meet a girl at a bar. And then <laughs> I met my first wife at a bar, who was a whore, by the way. <laughs> goes on that whole deal. And he's like, "On yeah. the night of our wedding, we had group sex that I wasn't a part of. <laughs> I listened to it from the other room." Like, Twenty-three months later, we found out she was in fact a whore. It's like, yup, caught her on the street, pinched her. <laughs> like, I met my current wife at paintball. Yep, shot me right in the throat. Knew she was the one. <laughs> Bill Hader is incredible. Yeah, Bill Hader, yeah. Oh my His god. He's so also great good. in Hot Rod. Yes, fantastic. Also great in Hot Rod. Fantastic. Hey, I'm a big Bill Hader fan. Documentary now. Barry. Oh my god, documentary now is I've so never seen Barry. Funny, dude. Barry should be seen. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, I'll take I'll take your advice. Oh my god. So, where do we dig into? We should get into the awards. Oh, that's the other thing I have to bring up. There's no we usually do Oscars, but obviously this movie was not nominated by the <laughs> for Academy anything. for anything. Couple of MTV uh, movie awards, couple of Canadian movie awards. I look, and I didn't get specifics because who gives a fuck? It's the Academy or nothing. We don't care. <laughs> I don't care about it. You won two 2008 MTV movie awards. Great, great, good for you guys. Don't care. <laughs> um, we can take a break we unless you got break. anything, and then we can come back and really yeah, get into it. We can take a break and then I'll I'll think. Do the old break. All right. We're here. We got to talk to you about Stay Thirsty for a minute. All right. In October, we had a special promotion going on. Droptober, you had brand new products every week in the month of October. For the holiday season, we got a little something different going on. Isn't that right, Jack? Yes, sir. This holiday season, we're going to have a mystery box for you guys. You're going to use code HAVOC to get 15% off. Get a mystery box. You're going to give a gift to yourself while you're giving gifts to the people you care about. Stay Thirsty, Co. Drop the OI and focus on you. We are back, and it is time to do our little award section of the show. Real quick, I'm, I'm stuck on this thought because I finally did some research on that break, and I realized I do have one teen comedy that I think is better, and that's Booksmart. Have you seen it? Who's book? Is that? That's Seth Rogen's sister is in it. Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. No, Jonah Hill's sister. I forget her name, which is totally disrespectful. Booksmart is fucking Olivia Wilde direct, wrote and directed it. Um, I think it's a 2019. Who's the male lead? Film. Um, Jonah Hill's sister and. I'm gonna get canceled for asking about the male lead. 
Does it matter? Mm. Does it matter lead? who the male? Yeah, yeah, how do you know that he? Oh, is that what you said? Who's the male? Yeah, lead? who's the male lead? There is none. Oh, yeah, it's these two. I don't think I've huh. ever seen this movie. Ah, uh, you should see this movie. This is a good movie. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it either. Yeah. Anywho, another like you know, the premise is very similar. Two loser girls who is their last night and they don't want to leave. Yeah, you know, leave high school just being losers. Okay. Yeah. You know, they want to have like one good. Are they virgins? They Probably. don't want to leave high school virgins. I'm saying. Oh well, they just don't want to leave losers, which gotcha. is essentially super bad thing of, too. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah, that. Yeah. You know, Jonah Hill's character always says, I don't want to leave here a virgin. A virgin. It's really, really, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be a loser. Yeah. He doesn't want to leave a loser. And then, you know, you also got the, uh, you have one aggressive, outspoken friend who's just like, yeah, we got to fucking do this. And then the other one who's like, no, I'm cool. Just like maybe sitting inside and we'll just hang <laughs> out like we always do. Yeah. Shotgun beers in the basement. Yeah, exactly. And then... um one of them might have different plans for the future, and then the other, the aggressive one is like, "What? I thought we were fucking in this together till the end." Mm. So, a lot of parallels. Go check it out. This movie. Before we do the heat check, uh, I just have to give a special shout out. Carla Gallo, name ring a bell. Actress Carla Gallo is the period blood girl. Okay. 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 This is one of four hypersexualized roles for Carla Gallo. In a Judd film. 40-year-old virgin, she's the toe-sucking girl. Oh, shit, yeah, okay. Super bad, she's period blood girl. Okay. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, by the way, is 2008. She's the gag me girl in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Gag me. And oh, then yes. she is destiny and get him to the Greek. It's a little microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? Yeah. She, four, four roles where she's hypersexualized in a Judd movie. Good for Just her. wanted to give her a special shout-out. Because I remember... I saw her in Get Him to the Greek. I'm like, this is the same fucking girl from Forgetting Sarah Your Marshall. Effort. And then I was like, wait a minute. This is the same girl from fucking 40-Year-Old Virgin. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw her last night. I'm like, yo, this girl, first ballot Hall of Fame for yeah. fucking weird, hypersexualized acting. Your efforts are not going unnoticed. Good for you, Carla. Heat check. Um, it's really only one, I think, for this movie. It's Joe Latuglio, Francis. I am going to argue this. The homeless guy. I think better actor. I the think Joe guy. had some, you know, he had some funny lines. And that's awesome. But this homeless guy, like, you believe this man is fucking crazy. When he's like, give me the booze. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, this dude is not, he is relentlessly convincing you that he's a crackhead. You don't even give it to I, him. You don't, You probably don't even, even consider him an actor. You're probably like, no, that's just some crazy guy that I mean, obviously came on he's camera. an actor, but like, I don't know. I didn't even consider him, to be honest with you. But right. I get what you're saying. All right. He's like the Gary Oldman of random crackheads showing up on screen to me. <laughs> so like, I, got I didn't it. even notice that guy was an actor. What's his name? Like, What's his name? You don't even know the man's name. I don't know name. his name. No respect. I didn't know Joe's Did you know Joe's name? No, I didn't know Joe Latuglio's name, but he is a perfect that guy. He is. He's I, the I remember perfect from that super, guy. I remember him from this and Pineapple Express. Yes, I remember from Pineapple Express. I don't know what else. Um, yeah. Isn't he a teacher? You see the teacher in Pineapple Express? That's yeah. what he is. He, Middle finger, don't stop the clock. He is like the ultimate that guy in every movie he's in. I don't, obviously don't have a list in front of me. But yeah. 
Brian was saying before at the whole car ride over, he's like, you know, one of you guys could have sat up front with me. Like, it, it's safe. <laughs> and like, nah, we're, we're all good up here, safe in the back seat. He's like, so, uh, you guys got my space? <laughs> <laughs> Even before that, when he hits him, he's like, what the fuck, dude? He's yeah. like, he's like, this is going to happen one of two ways. You're either going to give me a fuckload of money or a fuckload of booze right now. And then he's like, all right, man, here you go. Take it. It's $7. Yeah. He's like, look, man, like, I just want to, like, not a big deal. I have a warrant out for a nonviolent crime. So, like, I'm a cool guy. Like, I'm a, I'm a cool guy. We can, we can settle this. Like, what, you guys need booze? Come with me. We're going to a party. Like, that whole, and then he gets there right to the phone. Like, what are you calling your friends again? What are you calling your fucking friends again? You're going to come fuck my house up again? Like, last time? Nah, get the fuck out. He's like, nah, Ke what's his name? Kevin? Mark. Uh, Might have been something. Mark. It's like, no, I'm the, the cousin whose house uh, it is, yeah, who, yeah. who grabs him and throws him out. He's yeah, like, Mark, yeah. no, you don't have to do this. And then he throws him and hits him, and he's on the ground, and he gets up, and he uppercuts him in the balls, right? And then right away, he's like, my fault, my fault, I'm sorry, Tiger got out of the cage. <laughs> Tiger got out of the cage, I'm going to put him back, it's all right. It's not. And then they basically kick his ass, and that's the last you see of him. But it's a fucking, he is 107 miles an hour for all, like, seven minutes he's on the screen. I think they need to make a, I think he needs a movie. Like, for the, like, like a prequel. That like Francis? A prequel. What did he do last time? <laughs> <laughs> what was the nonviolent crime? Yeah. yeah. Or was the nonviolent crime even related to him calling his friends to come trash the house? <laughs> what is that completely separate? I'm going with yes. With oh, I'm going with it separate. From, it's separate. From, yeah, this is oh, just that yeah. he's just a party trasher. Yeah, who also happened to fucking commit. Who doesn't Grand look Auto like a party trasher? No, no, no which is why it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Brian, you feel much of the same? Yeah, it's got to be the same guy for me. To be honest, it's Fair enough. yeah, he he's really funny. Um, I felt like that scene early in the movie when he hits him with the car, um, it kind of set the tone for how the rest of the movie was going to go, because I feel like before that we were kind of intro and we were learning kind of about, you know, the two characters. And then we figured out, all right, so the mission is we got to get beer and there's a party tonight. Yes. Now things are kind of now we're going, you know, he walks in, gets the beer, the homeless guy, yeah. you know, goes crazy. He winds up getting hit by the car, gets punched in the face, you know. That's when things start happening, and I feel like it was a big scene with him. It set the tone, and then it set up everything that happened. And he is kind on. of the catalyst that separates them from Fogel. Right. Oh. Right. Well, I mean, it isn't really. It's the cops. They're, yeah, they're the running cops. away, and then he gets hit. That's He's what takes them on the rest of their journey. Uh, right. And we needed Fogel to be with the cops because, yeah, you know. Okay. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you for that. Listen, I, I'm okay with the homeless guy. You're allowed to... You're allowed to have yeah. your own opinion. Oh, am here. I? Yeah. Oh, I actually found out his name. <laughs> if you'd like. <laughs> that guy's, uh, his name is Clement, Clement Blake is the homeless guy's name. Clement Blake. Yeah. Shout out Clement. All right. So he has a name. Now do you consider him? He's got a name. No. All right. <laughs> uh, most quotable. He's a huge catalyst too. He disrupts all the dreams. They had the gold right. slogger. And then they don't because homeless man. Joe got fucking rowdy on the bus. <laughs> it's true. Was he... Was he on the ground? Is Bill Hader pointing his gun at homeless man? When he's like, sister, would you little mister, sister? I think, I think it is Bill Hader. <laughs> was, was he pointing it at homeless Joe, though? Was he pointing it at the homeless guy, or was he pointing it at them when he has them on the ground? 
Oh, at the kids. He's oh, pointing at right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth and Evan. Yeah, yeah. Fucking memory. Shot. My all-time oh, favorite for the quote. Yeah. My current favorite is uh, whatever, dude. Go piss yourself again, dude. That was like <laughs> eight years ago. People don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also you scratch my you scratch our backs we'll scratch yours. Yeah, the funny thing about that, Jules, about my back is that it's actually on my cock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's oh fuck me right, which is just yeah. I mean, yeah. kind I mean, of people worked, say that all the it's time. Worked its way yeah. into everyday conversation. Yeah, similar to how we were talking about forgetting Sarah Marshall yeah. with I'll, go uh, fuck myself. I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah, um, I. I was going to go with with that, but, I mean, there's so many you could go with. Just off the top of my head, I always enjoyed, uh, well, somebody has a test tomorrow. After they're questioning an exam, her, after they're, an oh, exam. an exam, right. Well, apparently, someone has an exam tomorrow. Do what's, you remember this? So, no, what's the context? McLovin gets punched in the face. They're taking the report from the from the clerk. Yeah. And they're, like, asking her a bunch of questions. They're like, did he look like me? You know, did he look like you? Was he, like, how tall was he? Like, tell me when to stop. Yeah. And she gets all, like, frazzled, and she's like, I can't deal with this. I have a test tomorrow. And she like, she's like, I told you, yeah. I have an exam tomorrow, a veterinary yeah. exam. <laughs> I can't deal with this bullshit. And, and then walks off. off. <laughs> and then Seth Rogen's standing there, and he's like, well, apparently somebody has an exam tomorrow. And then... <laughs> And that's when they wind up outside. That. that whole exchange is great because they're like, how, how tall is he? Yeah. Say when. And Bill Hader's going yeah. this way. And then Seth goes, I'll go from the bottom. And I'll go up. You stop. This <laughs> She's like, I don't know, 5'10". However tall 5'10 is, that's how. They're like, well, did he look like us? Yeah. Or yeah. like you? And she's like, a woman? <laughs> She's like, no, like African. Can, like no, no, he wasn't African. He looked just like you guys. And Seth Rogen goes, "Oh, Jewish, great." <laughs> <laughs> Five foot ten Jew in a hoodie. Got it. <laughs> Five foot ten Jew in a hoodie. Another one of my favorites. I said it before. Is him or Glovin have a cigarette? Life yeah. short. Smoke it up. I mean, I I love. Oh shit! It's the cops. Oh man! Oh shit! It's, it's the, the cops. cops. <laughs> I love that and prepare to get fucked by the long dick. Of the prepare law. to get fucked by the long dick of the law. Incredible! I uh, love the bar scene yeah. with the, my first wife, who was a whore, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like just even the bar dicks. scene when uh, when they got the radio on the counter and they're calling in the thing and they're like, "There's blood everywhere," and he just leans over and turns it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start talking about the wives. Yeah, yeah. Shit's ridiculous. Like, oh my god, we need back up this boy. And he just turns it off. He just turns it off. But then, after he already turned it off, like three minutes later, they finish the beer and he goes, with his mouth, he goes, cop car 68, we need, oh, we got a call, can't pay for these, gotta go. Uh, should we get some road beers? Yeah, give me like 13 beers to go. I don't know if that could be a favorite quote. <laughs> <laughs> just turns off the radio. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Holy shit. I like um <laughs> Break yourself, fool. Yeah. You know what kind of foods look like dicks? The best kinds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no popsicles, no sandwiches, <laughs> no hot dogs. Um I don't know, I think I might have to I might have to land on people don't forget. What is he saying? Yeah, that's like, what I would want. She with. wants she wants Seth's special dressing 
In and around. Oh, oh no. she wants my dick. Yeah. In and around her mouth. She wants that special dressing, dude. Is that what he says? Yeah, she she says both of those things. He yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. She wants my dick. She wants Seth's spe- special dressing. She wants my dick in, and he goes around her mouth. <laughs> what did he say? He had. There was another quote during that too when they were in the home ec class. Um, the fuck did he say? Something to the context of it's fucking home ec, dude. No one fucking yeah. takes this seriously. Like, now, I don't want to disrespect your profession or That's anything. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, but it's home ec. No one, everyone takes this class to get an A. He's like, <laughs> I didn't get a partner. I'm washing and drying. He's like, look at uh, Evan over there. Look at how much fun they're having. <laughs> he's with the little Asian And he's kid. like, and I'm washing and drying dishes yeah. like a single mother over here. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> just, it's just like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> and then when they're arguing about uh, when, you know, Seth's being a little dick and he's arguing, he's like, whatever, you two losers have fun at Dartmouth. I'm going to state where the girls are half as dumb, half as smart and thus twice more as likely to fellash me. <laughs> you know what else was a good line? Um, right before he gets hit by the car, um, they're talking about going to the party and ha- like losing their virginity and everything. And um, and Evan takes oh, out the, the, little, the little tube. <laughs> And Seth's like, what are you going to do, Evan? Lube up your four-inch little penis? What are you going to do? And he fucking picks it up and throws it across the fucking, uh, he throws it across the parking lot. And then that guy drives over it when they leave, if you remember. After the whole scene, after he gets up by the car. These girls are 18 years old, dude. They're good to go. (laughs) What do you think? Beck is going to be like, oh, my God. Thank you, Evan. Thank you. Thanks for bringing this this gigantic bottle of lube for your four-inch cock. (laughs) It's such a good movie. It really is. Oh, uh, God damn. That, the, these all just fucked up my best quote. Thing. Sorry. Girls There's just too as, many. They're I half know. as smart and thus twice more likely to fellash me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, the radio thing is, is probably my favorite joke in the whole film. Don't forget yeah. about, uh, I mean, we've mentioned it a couple times, but the We're Blood Brothers. It was fucking hysterical. <laughs> Wait, give we mentioned that off camera. Oh. During the break. You're right, we did. Yeah, break so that, then yeah, break another good down. quote. Fucking <laughs> he's dancing with the one girl. Um, and then uh I think is it Mark? Mark's the same guy that walks over Mark to him is the cousin with yeah. the, gas yeah, can, the gas can and he's like, uh oh god, I just remembered another quote too. Anyway, he fucking walks over to him with the gas can and he's like, You've been dancing with my girl? And he's kinda like looking at him, and then he looks, he points points to the pants and uh and fucking Jonah Hill's like yeah, dude, we're blood brothers. <laughs> Scar, you got you got a period stain too. We're blood brothers, yeah. dude. Sick. The other scene I just remembered, and I should you know what? We'll save it because this is probably my best scene. To be honest, we'll save it. All right, all right. I don't have a best one. I can't. Like, They're all so great. I really the one I the two that I always laugh the most at is go puck, go piss yourself again, dude. That was like eight years ago. People don't forget. And the funny thing about my back is that it's actually located on my cock. Those are the two that I always laugh at the most. So those are the ones I'll give the shout out to. But I mean, every single one we listed, you can't miss. Yeah. The one that, that resonates with me is, and like you said, I've laughed, I laughed at the whole entire movie. The one scene I always am cackling at is when, um, when Evan winds up in the bedroom with Mark and the other guys, and they're doing coke in the bedroom. It's Jimmy's brother, the And he singer. walks in, and he's like, you're Jimmy's, I know you, you're Jimmy's brother. You're the singer. And then he start. He, they make him sing a song 
in yeah. front of all these people while they're doing drugs <laughs> and Mark's fucking snorting lines off the fucking table and he like comes up and starts fucking going crazy and they have him singing the song the whole fucking time I don't know why it really doesn't have anything to do with the movie yeah. I just thought it was fucking hysterical no yeah that is an amazing scene oh man it's so he's like funny. I promise I'm not that guy they're like my brother flew out. he's like my brother flew out from uh, what town in Arizona does he right. say you're not gonna sing for my brother <laughs> like my brother flew out for, my brother flew out for the night from Sedona Arizona <laughs> he's like you not he starts sing singing. Uh, these eyes are crying. They and they're singing it with him. Yeah, as that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that. I think it would probably have to be that scene. I also liked when they were blasting. Uh, uh what's the name of the song? Panama. Panama. And they're doing burnouts in the uh, in the yeah. cop car. <laughs> are we on best scene now? I think we're on best scene now. Best I didn't mean to justice. No, 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 that's fine. The best scene. It's a no, good segue. That was good. At, I got gotcha. you. Good trans. Yeah. Good segue. Um, I I think. I think my early favorite for sure has got to be the Ghostbusters, dick drawing treasure chest. <laughs> I was just thinking, the dick drawing treasure chest. That one's yeah. good. The because like all it does is you dropped your dick on Becca's really foot. Really does. <laughs> it sets up his whole trauma. Essentially, yeah. Like. And his jealousy of Becca with Evan. Little double whammy. Yeah, that's a really good fucking scene. Becca's a fucking bitch, dude. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, what, what'd she even ever do to you? She's like, all right, well, listen, it's not even that big of a deal. It happens in like one in a thousand kids or something. <laughs> but I just couldn't stop drawing dicks. <laughs> so one day I'm fucking... One day I'm finishing up this real veiny, <laughs> this real veiny masterpiece. Like, and uh, you, you dropped your dick on Becca's foot. I dropped my dick on Becca's foot. <laughs> I think my favorite scene is the liquor store. The liquor store is really good. Yeah, just the the way that's all put together and the like tension of it, and then it's just like, oh, he gets the booze. I'm gonna go before liquor store scene's good. Right before it, when Jonah Hill goes into the supermarket mm -hmm. and he starts playing out all the scenarios about what's going to go on. Mm -hmm. That whole scene, but more specifically, <laughs> thank you. Enjoy the rest of your years. You're welcome, <laughs> Seth. Good luck fucking Jules. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, thanks. <laughs> or, or no, she says, have fun fucking Jules. And he goes, I will. <laughs> and then he gets his throat slit, right? And the, the dream, the third one is the when third he, one. He's thinking gotcha. About the third dream, he's thinking about stealing it, and then the one and the guy homeless looks at guy him, comes in. Security guard looks at him and goes, "Don't do it, kid." <laughs> oh no, not this. I'm thinking of two. Different no, yeah, it's the yeah, security yeah. guard looks at him and goes, "Don't do it, kid," and then he winds up getting his throat slit with a broken <laughs> bottle. And what's the first the first situation before that is he just goes up and pays for it with that. Like, how old are you? I'm 22. Yeah. You sure are. Yeah. <laughs> and they ring it up. He goes, that'll be $80. He pulls out fucking money, goes like this, <laughs> gives it to him, and the cashier takes it, and it's an $80 bill. Yeah. <laughs> and then the cashier, cashier goes, have a nice day, Seth, and gives him the high 10, even though they never exchange names. <laughs> She's like, have a nice day, Seth, gives him a high 10. That whole bit, also incredible. That might edge out the, the dick treasure chest. Dick Treasure Chest was good. I think I do love that bit. I think that the liquor store carries more weight in the script to me. I think that's what wins that for me. 
So then it's next fair. to that, there's the bar scene. Also really good. Which is great. Yeah. I don't know. That fu- I want to see a I want to see a fucking spin-off of Of the like, cops? I, of, yeah. Of the I, cops or of Francis? No, just the cops and and uh Vogel. I'm gonna fit this in right here while we're talking about scenes. You know this. I bring this up quite often on this sh- mm-hmm. show. More typically with older films. Is this like one of the last great hurrahs for Sigs Inside <laughs> in film? There are so many indoor cigarettes in this movie. Sigs Inside. One of the last there's, great hurrahs. There's multiple Sigs Inside at the first party. There's Sigs Inside at the bar. Yeah. There's Sigs Inside in a house at some point, I'm pretty sure, like outside of the house parties. What's your favorite Sigs Inside movie? <laughs> oh, man. I, I think mean, of Casino. Casino might be my favorite. <laughs> That's its whole new <laughs> subgenre of movies, dude. Sigs Inside. You can add it to the list. Um, <laughs> wasn't that fucking really long one that they just did? The Irishman, wasn't that a big Sigs Inside movie, too? Or am I thinking wrong? It might have been. But it didn't glamorize Cas- nearly as much as Casino. Casino might be my favorite Sigs Inside movie <laughs> of all time, dude. Yeah. But yeah, shout out Superbad with multiple multiple <laughs> indoor cigarettes. Big fan. It's, it's, it's the last big around. It's the last design. of the Mohicans, dude. It's the last of the Marlboros. There's got to be more movies. In film. No, nah, there's got to be more movies after this week. No, there probably are. But like, uh, when when did it really become an issue where you stop seeing it every day in film and TV? Did Wolf of Wall right Street around... not have a lot of six inside? Wolf of Wall Street is, a, I'm pretty sure I've said it on the Wolf of Wall Street pod, is that that movie was a resurrection of Six and Seven. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said it on the... <laughs> they are like, we're setting the tone. Yeah. No, it's wait. the 80s again. Yeah. But those ones are those are period so pieces. For sure. Period pieces are also a little harder, though, you know? Because that was the whole big thing with so Netflix. you were saying, when you said that, you knew that Superbad was the end and that Wolf of Wall Street was the resurrection. <laughs> of Six Inside, and that you've was been like a seven year gap. Yeah, dude, it's, it's it's a long game. So you're plugged in on this. I've topic. been studying Six gotcha. Inside a film for a long time, dude. Nah, it's got the flag on it. <laughs> I know Stranger Things three is when it became a big to do because there was a lot. Not even Six Inside, just Sigs in film in general. Stranger Things three. Stranger Things season three. They had a lot more cigarettes than the first two seasons? I don't know if they had more cigarettes, but Stranger Things Season 3 is when it became an issue where Netflix made the motion to no more smoking cigarettes on anything that's on Netflix. And then people were up in arms and said, well, we're not going to work with you then because, like, Stranger Things is a period piece. It's the fucking 80s. It's the 80s. smoking cigs, yeah. And, and it, the guy who is, I forget his name, he's also in the Black Widow movie as, like, Captain Russia or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's like the sheriff or whatever in Stranger Yeah, I know Banks, you're talking right? about. He's the sheriff of a town where fucking alien outbreaks are happening in the 80s, and you don't think he's going to chain smoke And it's Marbreds? small town Indiana. Yeah. He's, he's definitely chain smoking. But that was when they were trying to make the motion where it was completely not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I got to check the battery. 2%. And then, all right, do we have a charger? I do have a charger. No. Yeah. Right over here. What do we do? Do we stop it? Uh no, you don't if you can get to it, you, you don't have to. We could keep it going and as it's going. Um are we gonna die before you get there? No. All right. Dave Harbour is the is the guy's name, the actor. David yeah. Harbour. Um 
this was when Netflix tried to just get rid of it, and then people obviously protested. Mm -hmm. So then they agreed to give it a specific rating. So now, well, if you, I was going to say, so now when you started, it. I don't know who protested it, but a lot of a lot of artists and creators had like Emily had a problem with it, and she doesn't work for Netflix. She's just someone who makes movies. No, I think it's stupid. I mean, so like, the resolution that they came to was to. Um, just give it its own rating and there's like a message, you know, before it comes up when you click play. That it's, it's actually it's listed in like the, the top part. It, it is usually says like you know, like suggested themes and things like that. They list smoking now as yep. I thought smoking smoking was always listed. I don't think that's new. Really? I I'm maybe I just started noticing I'm, it. I don't know. I know that it has its own separate designation now on Netflix stuff. Mm -hmm. Special guest. <laughs> What's up, Big Chief? Nothing. Can I sit down? I guess you could sit down, yeah. Baby boy Jack, the producer of Parlez Vu, just walked into the studio. What's up? It's the Rewind. We're doing super bad. Get with it or get lost. Oh, I'm in. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> he's in. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, is it on the pantheon of movies with Sigs inside? No. It just, you know. No. It just definitely made my heart smile. That you bit. saw Sigs happen inside. Not even just Sigs happening inside. Like, you you get the whole... So let's be honest for a second. I'm wearing Saatchi Di Dinero. This hoodie, this has got to be the most comfortable thing that I've worn in a while. So if you're going to wear this, make sure you wear it on Monday. Why? Because it's motivated money-making Monday morning, baby. And if it's not Monday, you better make sure it's on a Friday. It's Fresh Cut Friday on Fresh Fit Friday. And we got codes for this the holiday season. What are they? The code is HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, at checkout for 10% off your total purchase. That's SachiDDenero.com. Brand new release, brand new arrivals, the new Sachi hoodie. It's got the logo embossed on the hood. They're available in clay and gray blue. You want to go get those fast. Come on, go get it now. Sachi D. Dinero, always authentic, never counterfeit. All right, sorry about that little technical difficulty. We are back. Uh, we were talking about the pantheon of movies with Sigs inside, but we're, we can move, you know, the, the computer dying is a good reason for us to move on from that. <laughs> and we can get right into, what are we doing now? Best actor? We are up to, yes, best actor. Now, if I'm not mistaken, oh, I wanted sorry, to hear you on, guys. Best performance. Same thing, okay. yeah. I wanted to hear you guys first because I don't think I ever was able to nail this one on the head. Because, like, typically this is going to go to the main character, but I just, like, is it Jonah it Hill? typically goes to the main character. But, uh, the last I couple of movies we've done, it's been the main character. Not all the time, but mm -hmm. I, it's not Jonah Hill, and it's not Michael Sarah. I don't think. It's definitely not Michael Sarah. No, I don't think so either. Michael Sarah's so just playing himself, essentially. Yeah, which like is only ever does. Kind of every movie, though. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I originally, I originally was pitching for either Seth Rogen or Bill Hader. I was gonna, just because, like, yeah. I don't know. I I was kind of between the heat check and the best performance. I was kind of trying to figure out where they would kind of lie because, like you were saying, it can't be the main characters too much because they don't really act. There's really not much going on. But I feel like whenever Seth Rogen or Bill Hader are on the screen. We're like, oh, we're getting into some shit. Yeah. Like, you know, like there seems to be some energy coming through every time mm -hmm. they're kind of on the screen. So that's kind of why I was leaning towards Seth Rogen. I also thought about Fogel, just for the the idea that he had to he had to make the character McLovin like a real thing. And I feel like people mm -hmm. people were saying McLovin all the time. 
Like it was something like you've seen the T-shirts yeah. with the license on. If you're like, pale glasses to, and don't have a beard, you're McFo- you're Fogel. I mean, right, McLovin. you're McLovin. Right. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Mm, best performance is hard to say, but that kind of that's what stuck around. That was one of the things that stuck around, at least from right. the actors in the movie. I was on Hater or Fogel. Okay. Or Christopher Minchwas. I'm going with Fogel. I think I have to go with Fogel. Yeah, too. I was on the two of them too. Yeah, I was on the two of them too. I th- I'm gonna go with Christopher Minchwas. I feel like it has to be yeah. because, like, we were just like, "Oh, you have no career." And <laughs> if you, right? But like, talk about the other movies that he's in, like Neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Like Michael Sarah, we just said doesn't really act. He's always just kind of Michael Sarah, uh, not really quite doing the same thing with Jonah Hill because he does act to an extent. But early on, he was you know kind of a one trick pony, whatever. Christopher Mintz Plus in this movie seems like he's just like an awkward, weird, like scraggly nerdy kind of kid like Michael Sarah to an extent. But he, that's him acting because he's not really like that. Well, no, but he's not nearly as scraggly. Like, his character is different from... You know, he's got, like, a cool side to him. He seems like he would fit in with cooler people. Like, he's got some swagger. He's down, as he's this, down to, like, to, yeah. to do things, to party. Yeah, and he's saying weird shit like, chicka, chicka, yeah. yeah having yeah, a yeah. lot of confidence when he says it. So I don't really see him as the same as, like, this insecure... You know, Evan, he's just weird fucking Fogel. No, yeah, he's definitely not the same in terms of insecurity, but he's like a mm. fucking weirdo, like an odd man out, an odd yeah. character. Yeah. Like one of those kids who would fit in with the group where it's really just kind of the three of them and nobody yeah. else really likes them. The indoor know, kids. In a way. The indoor kids, yeah. <laughs> but like, Michael Sarah doesn't really have to try to put off those kind of vibes. Yeah. And I feel like it's the opposite with Christopher Mintz Plus. Like because you see him in neighbors, you see him in role models. I mean, role I models mean, is a little is more similar. First, yeah, but this is the first thing I saw him in. This is my yeah, this is definitely the first thing I think. This is the first thing he did, really. No, nah, I might have seen role models before this. I don't remember that. I don't know. When did role models come out? I thought role uh, models came out after this. I think after. Jack, when did role models come out? Well, let we'll let that. I thought it was simmer. Yeah, I think it's later because I remember being older in high school, but I could be wrong. I want to say oh nine. Yeah, I think it was so a fresh, bit so fine, so what? Oh nine. <laughs> Seniors oh nine. Fuck with us. <laughs> Seniors llama, dude. Oh no, that was you, yeah, right? No, you that was us. See, we were seniors llama. Seniors oh nine, bro. Hashtag get at us. The movie Role Models came out November seventh, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So, so just after this. Just after. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I may mean, have seen that before. So August two thousand seven, over a year later. Yeah. Okay. So he probably landed that role yeah. off of Superbad. I hundred yeah. percent. They were like, "All right, dude, you want to make another movie? Yeah, no, you want. You're in right it. now. You want to do this thing? Yeah, <laughs> you're 18 now. Your mom yeah. doesn't have to be here anymore. Leave yeah. mom home. Let's make a movie with yeah. Paul Rudd. Yeah, why not? And you get the whole check. Yeah, yeah. and you get the whole check, dude. <laughs> <laughs> get the whole fucking yeah, check. Yeah, it's actually it. written out to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not written out to the guardian of. <laughs> so we're all in agreement. Christopher Mintz plus. I would have to say so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Moving on. What do we got? Because who else would it... I mean, I'm I'm wondering if Emma no. Stone is in the conversation. Not her best work. Okay. But she wasn't really... She's not, was she she's not in it though. that much. She's not yet. Right, like, she's not. Yeah. She shows up in the school in, the, in a little bit in the beginning. Shows up again at the party yeah. here and there. Yeah. yeah um, no, I, all right, cool. Next one we got, it is the Kristen Stewart Award for Worst Acting. 
Uh, which old, is kind of hard. The I bad mean, acting award. This is a movie that's not littered with a lot of acting, uh, good or bad. Right. It's kind of just a lot of people doing their job. You know, it's like yeah. a Bill Belichick movie. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone just facilitates. Everyone does and their job. We'll and put out a good product. And we're going to win yeah. the game. It's not going to be pretty, but we're going to win the game. <laughs> we'll win the box like, office. I, I thought you meant monotone and straight-faced. <laughs> no, I meant just like everyone. We have a system here. Everyone fucking fits a specific cog in the system. And if everyone just worries about doing their job, yeah. we're going to fucking edge out like a 21 to 17 victory. And a win is a win, yeah. dude. Point differential don't matter. It doesn't come up in the standings. But I flat out being a little rude about it. The f- young fucking Seth, the kid who played little Seth, <laughs> not for me, dude. Loser, loser. loser. <laughs> Worst acting in the movie. Literally Kristen child. Stewart might have done it better. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> I don't even really have one for worst acting. Um, I guess Michael Sarah, because he's kind of just being Michael Sarah. I, I accept Michael Sarah, but. Um, I mean, everyone's pretty much... I thought everyone was pretty much funny. I wasn't convinced by the girl that Fogel hooks up with. Becca? Not great. No, not Becca. The girl... Fogel oh, the girl Fogel with. hooks up with. Yeah. I wasn't convinced. Right. Jewel. No, Jules. no, Jules is Seth. You're right. I don't even remember the girl's name. I don't remember Fogel her either. Me neither. Honest. She just grinds on him, and then they go to they the go room, upstairs, and yeah. then on his way out, she's like, I almost fucked him, or something. But that stood out all she played, though, too. Yeah, not I didn't great. believe it. I didn't believe it. Bad job. It. Bad job on you. <laughs> Bad job on you, girl. Fogel almost fucks. <laughs> that should be her name. That's what she's credited as in the in the credits. Emma Stone girl. does give a good motherfuck when she gets hit in the fucking noggin. Yeah, she does. I'll give her that. Yeah. She gives a great ow, oh, I just got hit in the face. Yeah, it was it's funny. <laughs> Dude, I I can never, I can never not think of it anytime I think of Emma Stone now, and it kind of sucks because I do like Emma Stone. But you remember when they did the mean tweets on I Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or whatever? I know it, yeah. yeah, somebody did a mean tweet about her. It was, Emma Stone looks like she smells like cat piss. Oh shit, dude, that's tough. That's fucking tough. I cannot think of it every time Fuck. I see her face now. I'm like, she kind of does a little. Damn. Ah. Uh, like, totally not, but, like, maybe now maybe. it's in my head, so yeah. maybe. Now you're thinking about God it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what other awards we got? Best Dressed. Marissa best. Tomei for Best Dressed. Yep. This one's going to Fogel. Wait, is this the Marissa Tomei Award? The Marissa Tomei Award for Best Dressed. From what movie did you? Believe Emily pulled it from my cousin Vinny. Ah, okay. Okay, okay. Um... Fogel, which I can't believe this whole bit got missed, mixed in the shuffle when we were doing quotes. But uh, Fogel, seriously, go go put the vest back away. You look like Aladdin. But what does Jonah Hill say to him first? Michael Sarah says, seriously, get rid of the vest. You look like Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> but I forget what, what Jonah Hill says. Do you remember, Jack? Uh, I don't. I don't remember at all, to be honest. He's yeah. like, what's with the I fucking vest? You say it. I... He's like, what's with the fucking vest, Fogel? You look like something, and I forget what he says. Is it not like a dad going to an inter- job interview or something no. like that? No. <laughs> like Aladdin. Jack, are you on it? Good. I'm on it. Jack's on it. Yeah, but seriously, dude. Go put that. All right, I'm going to go put it in my locker. <laughs> Runs away with the vest. 
And then even under it, he's got like a, it's like a tuxedo shirt almost <laughs> yeah. that he's wearing under it. I give him best dressed hands down. Yeah, I d- I'm trying to think of who else it would be. Um, I mean, that's a sweet shirt, which of course is another scene that we just somehow, after they get to school, because he has the boot on his car, <laughs> they get home from school, they go to fucking Evan's house. It's like, why do you, why are all your clothes so little? <laughs> why do you only shop at the Baby Gap? And he's playing, that's so calm, he's playing, yep, right? Yep. And he's like, why, why do they even make the game if you can't win? You want to go see what my dad has? <laughs> and then oh, he, the com- he comes out rocking the plaid pants and the fucking shirt. Yeah. And then they're calling him Johnny Cash at the party. Yeah. That's actually who I was going to say was yeah. best dressed, to be honest. Jonah? Just because of that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> that and plus the stuff that he was wearing at school. Um, we keep talking about like time pieces and stuff like that. What he was wearing like at the high school and stuff. Very relevant to 2008, 2009. Cargo shorts. Cargo shorts with the fucking Un- open. Unbuttoned, open right? fucking. Yeah. That is about as fucking 2009, yeah. 2010 as it gets. Yeah, it's pretty on fire. He's just dressed like a grip to me. I can't, I can't, <laughs> it's like, I can't wear what I wore to school. Yeah. So you can't get laid in cargo pants. Jack, you were laughing. Did you get it? He goes... What the fuck's with the vest? Oh, I'm just trying to look older, man. Dude, you look like fucking Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> Pinocchio, he says. You look like fucking Pinocchio. And seriously, you look like Aladdin. <laughs> so, Fogel, Jonah? Yeah, just because of the Johnny Cash. I like outfit. the Johnny Cash. Yeah, I like the Johnny Cash outfit a good. Uh, I'll, good. Go, I'll go Fogel. Because <laughs> even when he takes that off, he's still like. He's wearing something good. He's, He's got the rainbow shirt. Outfits. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the, the license, actually, in mind. Yeah. Actually, I can't. That's it. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be one of the two. And I'm going Fogel. Or I guess it could be Joe, because he's dressed a little fucking pedophile. He's dressed a little funky. Oh, Maybe. Francis? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was thinking to myself... Um, when this, when I was watching the movie yesterday, because yeah. I know that the movie's loosely based on their 12th grade year of high school uh-huh. and their experience in high school in the late 90s, and I'm pretty sure they graduated in 99 or 2000, so I was curious about what year the movie was based on. Mm-hmm. You see like 06, 07, something somewhere mm-hmm. on a school bus or something, so it is mod- you know, modern day, yeah. 2006, oh. 2007 when it's happening. Okay. It's the I summer even, of 07. I didn't even consider That's that something movie. I always think about. Like, yeah. what year is the movie set in? Because sometimes movies that seem like they should be set in the year they were made are actually set, like, 10 years back. Mm-hmm. And, like, if it's not a movie... Yeah. Because even, like, these kids... Now, 2007, I guess, is still the dog days of technology, but Michael Cyrus got that piece of shit fucking Motorola flip phone. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of technology in this movie that's going to date it, you know? So it's not like you could look at someone with an iPhone 2 and be like, oh, it's 2008. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of movies set in the, like that were made in the past decade will set themselves ten years back just to get rid of cell phones. Yeah. Just to be like, all right, we'll take care of that fucking plot hole. Right. Because <laughs> then every movie is like, well, why wouldn't they just call them? Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's that movie where, um, the fucking phone is evil. Jexy. Is that what it's called? The one with the, hell you the guy from Workaholics, Adam. D. Um, what is the fucking Kristen Bell? We talked about this. Remember when we did the forget when we did get him to the Greek and forgetting Sarah Marshall? They made the joke about the killer phone, and then she wound up doing a movie like two years later. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Just fucking throwaway joke. Uh, Rebel Wilson. 
Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson Showstopper Award. This goes, of course, named after Rebel Wilson's performance in Jojo Rabbit. Does this apply? I feel like we're having a hard enough time doing the heat. I thing. know who mine is. It's Bill yeah. Hader. It doesn't have to be. Oh, that's right. Because eh. they could be in it more. It yeah. could be in it it's as much as It's kind of like a showstopper that was every time they're on. There. Pretty much every time they're on screen, they're stealing the show. And that's Bill Hader. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I had Bill Hader, too. The movie's at its best when Bill Hader's in it. He's just so funny. And he's, yeah. and I feel like he's always so good at, the, at that character, popping up in like a random moment and kind of just saying something or doing something that's hysterical and then kind of just fading out. And I feel like he had to have room. started. This is all feelings, no facts. I feel like he had to have started as like an improv guy. Because his like has to be because he's so his comedic timing and like that's what I'm saying like he pops so many of his lines you just feel like they were throwaway lines and the director was like wait no I like that yeah you know like he has that effect on so many of his his little like like my wife who was a whore by the way like obviously that line was written but that somewhere in that exchange there has to be something that he was like I'm gonna I'm gonna try this yeah we're gonna see what fucking and that's the uh, same thing with uh, with Matola says he does the same thing in Hot Rod yeah. Hundred percent. A little bit more on on camera in, in that movie, but but the same idea pops up, doing something like when he gets the fucking the metal in his eye, yeah, and then yeah. he's on acid. It's it's all hysterical. Yeah, this is like door, <laughs> hospital, <laughs> hospital. <laughs> hospital, yeah. And then they show him fighting the guy inside. <laughs> so good because he walks in with the fuck. He's sharpening skates. He's like, oh, my friend walked in and was like, oh, I got these two tabs of acid. Too bad I gotta work tonight and not take them. And I was all like, I'll take them. Yeah. He takes the acid and then he's fucking sharpening. He works at an ice skating rink. Uh-huh. And he's sharpening uh, the skate. He works at a bowling alley. He's the a bowling guy. alley. He works yeah. at a bowling alley, but he has a metal grinder in his garage because he just grinds metal. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, so I got home when I got back home on the grinder. He's like, and I was grinding down some metal. And he's like, and a piece of shrapnel came up and it hit me in the eye. And when he gets in the car, he's facing this way. Yeah. And then he turns to him. He's like, does it look bad? And the whole side of his it's face like, is out. It's like this fucking <laughs> protruding like two inches out of his head. And he's like, he's like, I think it's uh, I think it's serendipitous. And then they just drive him <laughs> to the hospital. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. He, what is he? He points to it before he says hospital. He what points he? to a trash can outside the hospital <laughs> and he goes, hospital? Keep in mind that his pa- he's, he has a briefcase. Like he's going to an office meeting. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's got his clothes in. He goes, hospital? And he looks back and he goes, Andy Samberg goes, that trash can. And he goes, hospital. He goes, hospital. And then he walks in and starts fighting the nurse. Walks and in and the nurse sees the metal sticking out of his head and goes, goes, oh my God. And he freaks out. He picks up the briefcase and starts <laughs> So he's like having a stroke while this is He's like on happening. acid. He's uh, on acid. Yeah. yeah, he's on acid the whole time. <laughs> it's a really, not to go on a tangent, but it is. <laughs> things like that, and and especially in the movie here, like when he pops up, when they're doing the burnouts in the car, when he hands me glove and the gun, just. When they're fucking throwing the lights on and off to just run red lights and almost <laughs> causing accidents every yeah. time they go. Can I shoot this? I don't know. Can you? So can I touch your gun? Yeah. Fucking unloads it. Go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking when they're he's like, oh, Michaels can't shoot worth dick, <laughs> and then they're shooting at the stop sign. <laughs> the whole thing is great, dude. It's definitely. And then the fucking transmission comes over. They're like shots fired, and then they're like, oh shit, that's us, and they get in the car and fucking, <laughs> and fucking drive off. So fucking good, dude. <laughs> oh shit, cops, cops. Oh wait, we're the cops. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think what? it has to be Bill Hader. Yeah, I'm with Hader. Lock it in. What else we got? That, that's it, I think. That's all the awards? All right. Now, where 
has our ratings gone? Yo, this movie is so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> did we get it over? Did we get you over eight? Or did Gage get you over eight, rather? I think it's, I think we're, we're. I didn't even like dig into the story stuff that I mentioned before. That where you were like, oh, you might have a point. Let's see where it goes. I didn't even touch that. And you're already pitch me. Your mind. I don't have to pitch you. I already fine. pitched. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is just so fucking funny. The more you talk about it, the more you're like, oh, how did I forget this scene? How did I forget that? This line's funny. Not a lot of wasted motion. All the jokes hit for the most part. Uh, you guys win. I'm going to go 8.0. There we go. Sticking with my 8.0. I'll go up to 8.5 just to make it a nice number. 8.5. Yeah. Like it. Because there were a lot of scenes I forgot about until we started kind of going over yeah, it a little bit more. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That's, I mean, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. All right. Guys. Definitely good for a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. I mean, I, it's a shame we just got Jack at the back end because he's the generation past it. He's right. born he's born 02. Uh, so this movie comes out 07. This is like American Pie 1 for him. Yeah. Yeah, like how we were talking about. Yeah. yeah exactly. What's 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 theirs? So we were talking before how What do you think there? We were talking before about how uh teen movies are kind of like generationally like our parents are probably Fast Times at Ridgemont High or Dazed and Confused. And um, there's American Pie. There is what's the other one we talked about? Oh, The Breakfast Club, and Superbad is probably our generation's like teen movie. What's like the teen movie for you guys? For us, we grew up like there was a, a very large like demographic of movies that came out because like you, my age, kids are still talking about Twilight and fucking Harry Potter and, and the Hunger Games that. and shit. No, yeah, no. I Hunger let me let me be more let me be more clear. Like teen comedy, like in the style of Superbad or American like, like Pie, kids at, like kids at school. Exactly. Movies. Project X was a big like. I didn't even think. About I didn't even that. think Project of Project X, X but that makes so much sense yeah, because what there's. Year was that? 2011, 12. I was my freshman. I was a freshman in college. You're right. That's a good point. I was at there, Portland. There's one specific scene that I can remember where they go, like they're having the party in the middle of the party, and the fucking dude they got the drugs from comes out of nowhere with the flamethrower, and he's got the flame suit <laughs> right. on. He's lighting shit up. Yeah, I remember that. I totally very big. About Project X. Project kind X. Of the same story too, though. Loser kid throws a party. Yes. You know, at the house because he wants anymore. to be cool. Yeah. Kind of the same idea. That's what it is. Yeah. Launchpad for Miles Teller's career. Yes. Because yes. every everyone yes. in that the whole deal with that movie was they didn't want anyone with any acting experience. And I think Miles Teller was one of the few who had a little, okay. little bit of acting experience. And anyone else fucking? I don't know anyone. That, else he's the only one from that movie I think really that they just right after that it felt like the rocket ship went to his back and he just fucking ascended into the stratosphere. And then. And then where's he been for? Out. Well, you know, he did Fantastic Four. He's a big and partier. I believe well, that. Well, he did the, one of the worst fucking Marvel movies ever, which isn't Fantastic small, Four? Yeah. Well, you know the deal with that, right? You know the whole story with this? No. We'll be quick about it because it's the end of the show and it's not about, this isn't about even the superhero genre. But essentially, the long and short of it is 21st Century Fox already knew at this point that they were going to, first of all, they had to make a movie or they were going to lose the rights to defer them back to Marvel and therefore now Disney. And so they made the movie because they were dragging their feet. They made it anyway, so they didn't lose the rights. So they didn't really care. They were only doing it to not lose the rights. That's one. 
Two, they kind of knew they were going to lose everything and sell it back to Disney and Marvel. So the rumor is that they tanked this movie on purpose as well as the Dark Phoenix movie because they knew all those properties were going back to Disney and they didn't want to give them successful platforms. So that's the rumor on why the Dark Phoenix Whoa, X-Men movie was so bad and why that do. Fantastic... They basically tried to tank Fantastic Four because, like I said, the contract, if they, they have X amount of years yeah. to make the film or it reverts back, so they were just like, we got to make it. Let's make this piece of shit. There was a new Fantastic Four being made. Yeah, with under MCU. Yeah. Kevin Feige, baby. Kevin John Watts is directing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Is it John Watts? I don't know if John Watts is directing. But I saw John Watts is either doing that. He John it. Watts is doing something. It's either fan, He's doing something else in the MCU soon. It's mm-hmm. either Fantastic Four or it's not multiverse. Things are going to get fucking weird. Oh, in the MCU? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, apparently I heard, I heard a shit. rumor that Hugh Jackman might be in Doctor Strange 2. Uh, as Wolverine. Okay. I also heard a rumor it might be the MCU's version of Charles Xavier. The X-Men are about to yeah. show up. And it's probably going to be Wanda's fault. Is Deadpool going to show up? Deadpool's 100% going to show up. Probably not in... Who makes Deadpool, though? 21st Century Fox. He came over with the X-Men right. and, and with... Uh, yeah. Pretty much the only Marvel property they don't own anymore is the Spider-Man property. Yeah. Sony was like, hold on. How's that new Batman? Oh, looks sick. It does look sick. Well, that was the other fucking... Marvel was about to go bankrupt. Uh, you know, whenever, early 90s, they were trying to sell their entire catalog for movies. Twilight, how fucking stupid. They were trying to sell the entire... Every Marvel property to Sony Pictures for theatrical licensing. Sell it all to them for, I think, $20 million. So Sony cashed And Sony said, nah, fuck that. We're not interested. We'll just give you $15 million for Spider-Man. So... Yeah. So they took five million off the top. Didn't get Thor. Didn't get Captain America. They didn't get. So then after they sold off Spider Man, they're like, "We need to sell toys. What's the best way to sell toys? You make a cheap movie. Don't put a lot of money into it. That's gonna sell toys. That was Iron Man. Yeah. And now here we are. Yeah. They made Iron Man to sell. They were like, we have a bunch of. We sold off. We don't have the X Men. We don't have Spider Man. We don't have the Fantastic Four. We have all these B-level characters. Yeah. John Favreau and fucking Kevin Feige made an empire with it. Yeah. And Sony looks dumb now. Yes. And then Sony came <laughs> Sony came calling to Kevin uh, Kevin Feige after they canceled Amazing Spider-Man to ask for help on making their new Spider-Man movie. Feige said, the only way I'm helping you is if we do it. Amy, Pas- <laughs> Amy Pascal didn't like that. He said, what if Tony Stark made Peter's suit and she was in? And that's how we got Tom Holland. That's neither here nor there, though. We could do a whole nother season just on MCU movies. Anything yeah. else on Superbed? No. Just no. to relate to like teen comedy movies from like my generation. Like 21 Jump Street uh, was oh, a home run. Right. 21 Jump Street's a home run. So yeah. is 22 Jump Street. The Interview. The okay. Interview. Was, all right. Okay. That's not a teen movie. It's not really a teen movie, but yeah. 21 Jump Street, though. 100%. 21 Jump Street, definitely in there. Um, I know a lot of kids my age, we saw. I'm drawing a blank right now. The movie about the superheroes, well, uh, Nick Cage is in it. Sky High. Oh, no, Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass kick 2. Yes. Um, a lot of kick kids ass. my age saw Kick-Ass. Also Christopher Mintz Blask. Yep. But uh, we... Underclassmen with Nick Cannon. Never saw it. Never seen it. It's like 21 Jump Street, but the version that didn't work. Gotcha. Fair enough. And we, we the funny Marvel movies, a lot, of, a lot of my friends love, like Deadpool, love Deadpool. Big fans of Deadpool. Completely unrelated, but I agree. It's a great movie. All right, guys. Yeah, I mean, so 
with that being said, we're brought to you by House of Havoc Podcasting, Tiger Pack Productions, yep. Stay Thirsty Company, Here we go. and Sachi De Dinero. It's a good old piece out. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show, whatever movie it was about. Uh, this is a generic pre-recorded outro, but we hope you had fun. We sure do. Thanks for listening. See you next week. And the only prescription is more cowbell. We will not go quietly into the night. Stay gold, pony boy. I will not die sober. Get those fucking loose. That's all, folks.